The following podcast is a Dear Media production. And just like that, your favorite besties and tastemakers, Benito Skinner and Mary Beth Barone are back. Did you miss us? You know they did. Join us every Wednesday on your way to Sephora to hear our witty, ridiculous and irreverent musings on life, the universe, existence and of course what we currently ride for. You're going to absolutely live slash die for this podcast. You might even, dare we say, ride for it. Welcome to Real Pod. It's your host, Victoria Garrick Brown, and this is the podcast where we hold nothing back. Oh, so we're getting deep, huh? I really cried for 12 days straight. Why do I want to be perfect? There's nothing in my life that is perfect. Every week, I'll bring you honest, unfiltered, and eye opening conversations to help uncover the real in all of us. I crave the type of content that you're talking about. I actually felt insecure. Oh my God, am I going to cry? Let me just unload everything. <laughs> New episodes every Wednesday. Leave those filters at the door because it's time to get real. Welcome back to Real Pod. I'm so excited. This is such a fun episode today. I had one of my best friends back on the pod, Miss Ella Halikas. This is such a fun episode. We go all over the place from confidence to feeling sexy to both of our struggles with food to motivation and inspiration when it comes to career to handling rejection to having side goofy conversations and forgetting what we were even talking about because that's what best friends do. This episode will be your perfect mix of everything that I hope RealPod always aims to give you. For anyone who's not familiar with Ella, she is a Sports Illustrated swimsuit model. She had a full page spread, okay? She is a viral content creator and the CEO of Confidence. And if you don't believe me, just check out her Instagram. It's Gabriella Halikas. Check out a few videos. And you'll be like, okay, respect. That's the CEO of Confidence. Before we get started, I do want to give a quick shout out to Miranda. Miranda left a five-star review saying, RealPod is really my favorite. I found Vic a few years ago on TikTok. I've been following along ever since. As a former volleyball player and someone who struggles with mental health and body image, RealPod has constantly felt like a safe space. And I love listening every week. Thanks, Miranda. That means the world to me. When I literally think of RealPod, I think of safe space. That's what I want to create. So the fact that you feel that too just means we're on the same page. So I love it. If you want to be shouted out on next week's episode, you can leave me a review wherever you listen. That really helps out the show. So if you feel inclined to take like 10 or 20 seconds to do that, please go give me a review and rating. But anyways, I appreciate your time and support just being here today. So without further ado, please enjoy this conversation with one of my best friends, model, entrepreneur, confident queen, Ella Halikas. Welcome back to RealPod. Oh my God. Hi, RealPod. Do you even remember what year it was that you first came? I had to look it up. Maybe 2021. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I'm so bad with time. Right. You're like, when was that? Because it could have been four years ago and it could have been like six months ago. I don't know. Like when you're at the new year, everything's messed up. Literally. So it was like two and a half or three years since you've been on. Yeah. I know. So welcome back. Thanks for having me. How are you? How's your spirit? Where's the energy at? Oh, I'm good. Lots of moving parts happening. Really exciting, like start to the year. I feel like a lot of good momentum happening. I feel I feel good. I feel like ready. It's almost like a new chapter is starting. We can dive into more of that later, but or yeah. right now. Or Let's now. get the exclusive. What's the biggest <laughs> the exclusive update? Exclusive is she's moving. <laughs> Yay! Yay! 
people are always like, where do you even live? Like every day I'm like at LAX, like that is home. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't even know my address. No. So she's back. She's not in New York. She's in LA and we're, we get, we're getting a new spot in LA. I'm so happy for you. I'm so excited. I literally, everyone just found out before we sat down for the pod that she got this apartment she's been really wanting to get. So I'm yes. so happy for you. We yes. are both going to be on interior design journeys at the same time. I know. And we both need to help each other out. Like, you're on it, though. Like, you get your people involved. You're like, what should I do here with this little corner? Yeah. I'm like, okay, I need to, like, I need to It's learn. really fun because yeah. otherwise it's this thing that you do by yourself. So my mom helped me move in. She's the best. The nice best. to have local parents. And we have this, like, really beautiful thing above our dining room. It's, like, kind of a see-through cabinets where we can put, like, all of our glassware. Uh-huh. So we were moving in really quick, like, and my mom is just like, okay, the champagne flute's here the glasses over here, the vase here. Like, she just, like, looks at how it's supposed to look. Yeah. I don't, like, have that. Right, right. Yet. No, I don't either. And I think it takes years. I mean, like, our moms are our moms, right? Like, they've been around the block for a little bit. They've, you know, decorated a few homes. Like, we don't have that. But you know what else is, like, I want to find it. And so I already, I posted that I got that table off of Facebook Marketplace, which, by the way, do you know, do you use Facebook Marketplace? I need to get on it. No, because I, like, deleted my Facebook years ago. Okay, you (laughs) need to unarchive that shit because Facebook Marketplace is where it's at. I literally, my first purchase, and I am, like, I want to sell my soul on Facebook Marketplace. No, literally. Because it's like this really sweet girl in like Culver City and she had a marble table that with tax and shipping would have been like $1,000 and I got it for 400 Right. No, it's a steal. You'll find a lot of good stuff on there. And I love just getting it like right away. I yeah. hate waiting two weeks for shipping. Oh, for sometimes months. It. Sometimes yeah. months. Yeah. Yeah, what's your vibe? I don't know. Like, do I want that like modern chic? Do I want that like dark like tones of like sexy like pad vibes? Or do I want like that light, bright, like girly <laughs> vibe? I can imagine walking into Ella's and like, Disco lights start and the, no, the couch start is on a swivel. <laughs> it's on like a 360 slow motion constantly. That's iconic. And you're just laying on it like someone's painting you. Wait, that's iconic. <laughs> Thank you so much for that. And so really though, what's your vibe? Like what's your like what's I, your theme of the so house? I love Pinterest. I've yeah. recently been getting into that because you can pull like inspiration and then you're yeah. like, I love all these photos. What do they all have in common? Right. They're all neutral or they all have a marble coffee table yeah. or they all have a beautiful bright colored plant. Yeah. I think my vibe is I want comfortable, minimalist, chic. Yeah. I think for me, like, I'm practical. Like, I was going to get us these really beautiful, like, marble try tables. And then I was like, Max puts his feet on the coffee table. I eat my dinner at the coffee table. Right. I don't want a coffee table we can't use or or we're worried about spilling a drop on. True. You know, like practical, but also chic. But the practical stuff isn't chic. No, it's not. It's not aesthetic (laughs) at all. It's I see you with like a a big white shag rug and like a pink velvet pillow on your couch. I will start taking notes. Like, stop. (laughs) I need you to come over and help me. Okay, well, that's so exciting. I know. I love that. I hope soon. We just jumped in the new year. It's the middle of January. It's like, I'm excited. But do you ever get like anxious, though? I literally was brainstorming 2024, like, plans and strategies yesterday and then started crying. (laughs) No, it's so overwhelming. (laughs) That's actually so real. It is so true, though. Yeah, it is. It gets overwhelming. And I think we talk about this all the time, like trying to be like overachievers and wanting to do all these things. Like it does get overwhelming and stressful. But I think you just go down to like your, I guess, like a purpose in a way of like, what do you want to be doing? What fulfills you? Like, you know, there's so many like brackets to look at things, but I'm like, what is going to be fulfilling this year? You know, of course you have to make money and of course you have to do this. And of course you have to do this for your career or whatever. But like, what is fulfilling? So it's like, can I read you these questions? I was listening to James Clear on Tim Ferriss, if anyone's interested. And these are the questions he asks himself at the start of every new year. You're going to be obsessed with this. I was going to text this to you. Oh, perfect. Okay. What am I optimizing for? 
So what's the real objective I'm trying to achieve? Mm. And then can my current habits carry me to my desired future? How can I structure my environment to carry me to what I want? Does the energy I'm putting to this match its importance? Does mm-hmm. this activity fill me or drain me? How do I want to spend my days and what do I want to spend my time on? Like he he asks himself all these questions yeah. and takes inventory. And I've yeah. been doing it and realizing that I'm way off track. No, literally. <laughs> That's a good perspective to have. I think it goes back to being intentional too. Like I feel like we always get busy and like everyone's lives gets busy. But like, are we being intentional? Like what goes back to like the purpose, the why, the, you know, so that's a good, those are good questions to ask yourself. Since we've met, you've done so much. You've leveled up, leveled up, leveled up. I've never, like, it just keeps going. The levels, the levels are limitless. The limit does not exist. The limit does not exist. You just saw Mean Girls Like, I'm triggered. Like, I'm literally triggered by Mean Girls. can't. I'm like, these are the things where I'm like too scared to slander things. No, me too. Like, I just want to say, I don't know if the musical's for me. I Here's what I'll say. I wish I saw the musical Mean Girls because then I think you appreciate the movie differently. I never saw the musical. True. So we're coming from the OG and it's, it's jarring. <laughs> I'll never forget that one scene and they all become animals and they're crawling. And I literally looked over at both of you and Michelle and I was like, what is going on? But someone did say, they were like, well, it, had you known it was a musical, you probably would have been a little less shocked. No, oh, true. my uh, friend Chloe was on the way to Mean Girls and, and I was like, you know, it's a musical. And she was like, what? And I was like, no. I'm so glad I got to give you that warning before you got it's in the there. red carpet in the lobby for me. Like, where was Getty when we needed Getty? Like, <laughs> there was a step and repeat. There was a step and repeat. Is that only at like an LA movie theater? Like, that would be a thing. Like, I'm so busy. <laughs> didn't like film that because that would have been so funny but like they were like in the ropes with the golden like it's just too much it's too much shout out Mean Girls though number one will always be iconic I love Tina Fey and Renee Rapp Renee Rapp and the actor who played Damien killed it carried 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 it on their backs like for real I will she is just iconic I I was like I had full body chills I was like all right yeah I'm like the chills (laughs) is excessive like it's a musical I had chills her voice is insane yeah that was so funny when you said that but I'm like a nerdy like musical singer type that. fan so right. I appreciate like when you hit a high C totally but then the one girl that you said yeah we won't get into it but you're like why is she singing this <laughs> <laughs> I'm like put me in coach yeah, yeah literally put her in okay when mm-hmm. I was nine I had a dream oh <laughs> my god so Ella has been leveling up and I feel like so much has happened for you since like mm-hmm. let us into how like everything is going, how you're leading it, how you're thinking about it, because I see firsthand that like you're such a badass. And literally, honestly, when people say like, oh, I'm confident, I'm I'm like, no, like Ella is like 360, like it never turns off like just this determination and this Mm -hmm. drive to reach a potential that you know that you have yourself. Like, yeah. I love that. Thank you. I think just having a clear vision of like what you want to do and how you want to attack it. You're not going to know like every step in between A to Z, but you just know you want to get there. So it's like, what can you do every day to become a better you, to get closer to your goals, whatever that goal may be. I think I look at it in like such like incremental, like everyday kind of actions. And then one day you honestly do wake up a few years later and you're like, wow, like I look back, I'm like, whoa, like I've come a long way because of like the actions every day and the consistency. So I think I always look at it kind of like that. And it scares me less because when I think about the big goal, like what you said, you get anxious, you overwhelm, you may cry. But like if you think about what you can do tomorrow, what you can do right now, and you take those action steps soon, a month, two months, a year, five years in, you'll look back and be like, oh, my God, I really did come so far. You know, that's the thing that I think 
I've been learning is it takes five years. It takes 10 mm-hmm. years. I think when everyone wants it tomorrow and then you do realize, oh my gosh, it's five years later and I finally got that thing I wanted. And if you would have told me it took five years, I would have said, nope. Yeah, literally, <laughs> literally. Yeah, you don't realize how long it's going to take. I feel like our generation also gets super impatient and we're so used to immediate results and immediate, like you can have access to anyone with the touch of your finger. Like you can have access to like Uber Eats at your door in like five minutes. Like everything is so quick now with technology that like, with our dreams and our goals, it doesn't apply to that. Like that does still take blood, sweat and tears of like decades sometimes. And like you just are so used to getting stuff so quickly. So when you don't get it quickly, it's like super upsetting and discouraging. And people then stop trying to pursue their dreams because it's not happening now. If you have not heard about Quince, seriously, please check it out. You're going to be blown away. When I first heard about Quince and I was looking at their website, I was actually shook because Quince offers a range of high quality items at prices within reach, like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters, okay, cashmere from $50, washable silk tops and dresses, organic cotton sweaters, and 14 karat gold jewelry. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. It's seriously insane to compare the clothes that Quince offers with the clothes that we've all seen at some of our favorite stores and then look at the price tag and be like, wait, Quince is offering this for so much lower. It's become one of my go-tos for luxury essentials, but at more affordable prices. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Who doesn't love that, okay? So give yourself the luxury you deserve with Quince. Go to quince.com slash realpod for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash realpod to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash realpod. That's quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash realpod to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince dot com slash realpod. Something about me is my feet are incredibly flat. I have been dealing with this since I was in elementary school and my best friend Aubrey and I had to go in and get orthotics because we didn't have the arches that the other kids did. And so even as an adult, I am still trying to make sure that my feet are getting the support that they need. And that's why I love Vionic because Vionic began by revolutionizing medical orthotics. Today, they continue to use that science to engineer shoes that leave you feeling energized and confident all day. Bionic's exclusive Viomotion technology is what sets them apart. When I put on a Bionic shoe, regardless of if it's a booty, a heel, a slipper, a sneaker, a tall boot, you can tell it's Bionic from the moment you put your foot in because of the support you feel inside their shoes. And another great thing about Vionic is that they even offer a 30-day guarantee. So give Vionic a try. I highly recommend their slippers. I am obsessed. I think one of the sneaky ways we don't give our feet support is when we're walking around our house all day barefoot. So most of the time I wear my Vionic slippers, so I get that support. You can use code REALPOD15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at www.vionicshoes.com when you log into your account. This is one-time use only, so use code REALPOD15. 15 R-E-A-L-P-O-D-1-5 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at www.vionicshoes.com when you log into your account. One-time use only. Don't miss out. Wearable well-being for your feet. Bionic Shoes. Since you got to LA as an entrepreneur and have been 
pursuing everything that you're up to, what do you think has been the biggest like personal hurdle you've recognized and then had to overcome? Personal hurdle, honestly, is the patience with timing. Like I, whatever you may believe, God's timing or whatever, I do. And I <laughs> whatever, think God's timing. <laughs> God's timing or whatever. <laughs> the universe. But like for me, I just had a, such a hard time of like knowing I wanted SI, for example. Like knowing I could see it and like deserve it and want it, whatever. I was not ready when I thought I was. 2018 was not ready. 2019 applied. Was not ready either. 2020 wasn't really ready. 2021, I finally got it and was an issue. You may think you're ready for something now, but that's not always the case. Like trusting that timing was a huge wake up call for me. A relationship, if someone's listening and they want a boyfriend or a husband, like trust that timing. Don't just give up and sit back and say, I'm going to trust the timing, whatever. You still make actions. You still work towards what you want. But understanding that sometimes like we don't call the shots. You can push and push and push, but you don't get to choose when X, Y, and Z happens. You don't get to choose when you have that dream guest or whatever. I know I'm your dream guest, period. But like, (laughs) you don't get to choose that because it's like, it really is divine timing. So I think that was a huge lesson for me. And like personality-wise and relationship-wise outside of work, I feel like I was a little bit naive when I came here. And I feel like I've always had such a good group of friends and like good people around me. And like, I would like to say I'm a good person. And so when you come here, it really kind of like hardens you a little bit. Like it really kind of like ruffled me up a little bit with trusting people easily, you know, believing their words, not their actions. Like I have a hard time with that, whether it's dating or friendships or whatever. Not so much anymore, but that was a huge lesson I had to learn. Like when I moved here, I was having a bestie and I make friends quickly and I love that about me. But like what were their intentions? Were they using me? Were they not? Like everyone is like so calculated here sometimes that like, It was hard for me to make genuine friends until I really, truly met you and a few other girls that I'm really close with. But like, it is hard to make genuine friends nowadays, especially in this industry and what we do. It's a whole other layer of hard to make friends and relationships. That was a hard learning lesson for me. People did ask about the rehash of our friendship and how we met. And so for anyone who was unfamiliar, mm-hmm. I saw Ella on my friend Katie Austin's podcast and Hello, was like, Katie. she's Greek. She's funny. She seems like a really great girl. Like, mm-hmm. so I DM'd you and was like, hey, like I heard you on Katie's podcast and like, we should get coffee. And Ella was like, yeah. And yeah. then we got a coffee and then frolicked into the sunset and lived happily ever after. It was literally incredible. I always joke though, like when girls get like coffees or something, like we should do this again. Like we blah, blah. Like, People say that you. I was like, straight up for real. No, like you Facetime me the next day. Like, when are we going to the beach? And I was yeah. like, Hi, I gave you my number. I was, so I wanted to ask you. I've never seen someone make as many friends as you. Like, how do you do that? You came here knowing no one. I lived here for college, <laughs> and my family lives here. I only know you. <laughs> You're like my only friend. You. No, not like. And uh, honestly, no. I've made more friends through Ella. <laughs> Thank you. I would just say I really do feel like I come with like an approachable, fun energy. I come super just genuine. Like, I don't come with expectations, and that's big. I don't come with expectations. I don't come with calculations. I don't come with a future plan. Some people might say that's crazy. For me, it's always work. I like to also open up. I think people open up to me, which is a great quality I would like to say I possess, is having people get comfortable enough to share things with me. And like, vice versa. And by doing that, you kind of share a little bit from your perspective, right? And then the walls are now down. When you go up with a high wall and overcalculated or whatever— People aren't going to feel soft around you. People aren't going to feel warm around you. So it's like when you're like, you know, dancing or you bump into someone or you're like at a bar or whatever, it's like I can literally shoot the shit with whoever and then just keep it at like a very genuine level. And then I think that's where people start to be like, wait, we should hang out sometime. You know, like it starts Mm -hmm. to kind of flow that way. It's so funny because I feel like polar opposite in that I 
have like more of an anxious social tick in my brain of like mm-hmm. who should be the next person to reach out and who should like it was this too much and sh- is it too soon to text and did right. they like it like I think that I used to think that when we first hung out no you told me that I'll never forget <laughs> them all I think yeah. or something right I made a whole ass TikTok that got like three million views after our hangout <laughs> literally I was like what it's like wait was this really like you felt that way no I think I, I was like no this isn't about you yeah yeah I was like totally. for sure yeah um some tweet like literally. yeah but but no it was a good thing but but, um, but people can relate to that th- too. Yes. Also, something about you that I want to dive into because it's so common for people is just mm-hmm. like rejection or being told you're not good enough or you can't do this. And it's crazy to me when I hear your stories of, in especially the modeling industry, the constant rejection. It's literally like it's more no's than yeses mm-hmm. all the time. And mm-hmm. like probably barely the yeses come few and far between. How do you like keep your head up? Because there's people in this world who get told no once and then they're like, oh my God, I can't do it. And then they shell up. Right. Okay. So rejection is super hard, especially in the modeling industry. And people don't realize that, that when you see that person's win or that booking, you don't see the years and years of perseverance and the sweat and the blood and the no's, constant, constant no's, the wasted money, the whatever. It does hurt. It does sting, especially when you really, really want something and you really, really could see it for yourself and you get so close and then you get told no. Or I've been on hold with a really big job with Peloton and it could have like changed my life financially like two years ago. I really needed that big job. It was like the biggest numbers I've ever seen. I was on hold. I had a callback, another callback, three callbacks and then got released. And I was like, fuck. It was like an international campaign. I had another one that I was like on hold with L'Oreal. It was like a big beauty campaign. It was like highest numbers I've seen, like really, really great, like this could really put me on that map for modeling. Like no one knew I was going through this. I never even openly shared this, but like I had a callback and then a casting and another callback, two callbacks and then got released. Like people don't see that. So when you see me going to New York and booking Target, you don't see that I had three on holds with them, like three casting calls and three and a half years of trying to book Target, like quite literally three and a half years. So like it just takes a long time. You're going to get told no What keeps me going, like I said, goes back to your why and your vision. Do you see yourself working with this brand? Do you truly, truly feel it inside of your bones? Like you really, really feel like this is meant for you? It's yours then. It's just a matter of time. And if I don't get one job, modeling's interesting because a lot is focused on physical, where all I preach about is like confidence and, you know, mental confidence and, you know, interior as well. Modeling is such a superficial industry, so it is hard because it does get to your head and it can trigger eating disorders. It can trigger self-esteem issues, all these things. What I tell people is like, if you don't get a job and you get rejected, that job is just not meant for you. And maybe it is down the line, but not right now. And modeling is so specific to you might not get the job because quite simply, you're off by one inch of a measurement that they need for their sample. Or like you're off by like, maybe they just really wanted a dark redhead. Like they don't want a brunette. Like maybe they wanted someone like lighter complexion with freckles. It's just not you. No matter how much you try to change yourself, it won't be you. And I think what gets really sticky is if you start changing yourself for brands and for the industry. And this is veering a little off rejection, but, you know, on brand. I remember I got a job in the beginning and I was living at home in San Francisco, wanted to move here. I got a job. I ended up getting sick. I think it was COVID. Didn't know at the time what it was because COVID wasn't out. I was so sick I couldn't eat. So I had lost like eight pounds in a week, something crazy. I was ill. I literally was ill. The job said I got too small and to come back once I gain weight. I literally got released from a job because I wasn't big enough for them. So at an impressionable time where I'm not living in L.A., I don't have the money, I don't have the experience or exposure, that hurt me. Like, that really struck something in me of like, well, do I need to change? Well, 
okay, do I need to get bigger? And I remember I walked into this other job that I had, and this is when I got smaller because I was sick, and I walked in, and not even that much smaller. I mean, it's crazy how much of a, like, a thing it is. And I remember the girl looked at me, the casting director, and she looked me up and down and was like, you've gotten smaller. And I was like, oh, I just have, like, gone through a lot, and I've been sick the past month. And she was like, when I walked out of the door, she goes, well, don't lose any more weight or you lose your job. Bye. And I was like, whoa. Like, I'll never forget that. I don't think I even realized how the reverse of like not even just losing the weight the stereotype weight. is usually like lose 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 for models mm-hmm. but it seems like there are like these two categories of like a curve model yep. and so then what does that mean like there's a minimum for curve and if you want to stay curve right it's like you got to go to one ex- like one one extreme, this extreme down or like mean like i don't know does yeah. that get in your head then if you're like i mean it's yeah cuz you just want to live your life Right. And I want to just be the best version of me is like my whole brand and messaging, like be the best you. And that looks different for me and looks different for the next person. So when you're in an industry that criticizes your everyday look and down to like your hair color, your blemishes, any kind of like acne that you have, it does get to your head. And then there is two extremes where you have to lose weight if you're smaller on a straight size model. And if you're a curve or plus size, you don't want to get too smaller. Are you curvy anymore? Are you plus size enough now? My whole thing, though, is like if I listen to every brand's critiques on my body, I'd be running in circles. Mm-hmm. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't get anywhere. Mm-hmm. If I listen to every single agent, every single, you know, every single agent's opinion on what I should do with my body, I'd be running in circles. I would never get anywhere. Like, you have to know what does Ella need and want? What is best for me? What is my best self? Of course, I want to work. And I and I know my body type will never be a straight size model. So if I do want to work as a curved model, the subconscious mind in my head knows that there's a certain size range I probably need to stay into. Does that mess with me? Probably a little, for being honest. But I've gotten to a point where I know how to, like, balance out my everyday life as well and maintain a lifestyle that I want to maintain. I like the lifestyle I live, and I want to maintain that. I love my workout regimen and what I eat and whatever. I like what I do. It does get sticky, though, when you start listening to the outside opinions. And these people, they're literally running your life. They're booking you a job. So imagine if your income relied on how you looked. No, that's insane. Sometimes when I am speaking about eating disorders and recovery at colleges and I meet with the crew team, you know, there's a coxswain and the coxswain has to maintain like a certain weight. And if you're in the boat, you got to maintain a certain weight. And I'm literally like, that just wouldn't be the sport for me. Like I I couldn't, it would it would mm-hmm. be hard. It does take a, some sort of unique mental strength because totally. I used to think I was like pretty strong with the body image stuff. And then I recently went through this rut where I was like, <laughs> I'm a bit more fragile than I think. Right. And so, you know, everyone's different. But I think what you're saying, we can also draw a parallel just to like life in the sense that anyone who is constantly taking in the criticism of the world and then trying to please it, you will also run in circles trying to make everyone happy and to try to figure out this answer. And then at the end of the day, but you're the one that goes home at night. Right. You're the one that Lives has with to yourself. live with yourself right? based on what these other people have said or told you to do. And right. so- I think anyone, like, you know, model or not, can take your message and think, how can I live an authentic life true to myself? Mm-hmm. You know, what I want to do with my day every day, what I want to do with my work, and trust that then the opportunities are going to come, but I have to do me. Totally. Totally. And then the right jobs will come. Like, I remember having a conversation with my mom about it, too. It's like, you can't tweak and bend your body for every incoming because that job might have wanted me bigger. But guess what? Another job maybe wanted more of like a size 10, 12, but I was more of like a 14, 16. So like, so now am I supposed to just drop the weight to work with, for example, let's say a Victoria's Secret or an Aerie wants me here or this wants me here or Target actually wants you to fill like a size 16, a true 16. So if you want to work with Target, you got to get up to a six. Like, if you just listen to every brand... 
you would never be happy. You're constantly chasing someone else's image for you, Mm -hmm. you know? And that goes into, like, opening, you know, on the internet. Everyone's opinions of you. What's trendy? What's not? You know, the hate comments. I want you. You look better, bigger. You actually look better, smaller. You look better here. Why are you working out? Are you trying to lose weight? Well, then you don't stand for body positivity if you're trying to lose weight. Well, actually, you should lose weight because you're not healthier. Do you, you eat at McDonald's every day? It's like constant, every single angle thrown at you every day. So what has to be strong? You, your mental health, your mindset. Where do you feel yourself? You know, how are you the happiest? What makes you feel the best when you go to bed at night? Do that. Listen mm-hmm. to you, you know? Mm-hmm. And I know we've talked like sometimes about like the Ozempic and the heroin sheet coming back. And I don't know about you, but like that like gets to me a little bit. Yeah. You've opened up recently, too, about how you've been feeling around that and like not to like throw it back at you. But I'd be curious, like, at what point do you feel like that confidence that you were having and you were feeling so good about your body? When did that like start shaking up? You said in December, I think. But like, what was that for you? Was it linked to the Ozempic craze and like all the trends coming back to being smaller? Like, because I think we could have like an honest conversation about that from two different angles and perspectives that people would find beneficial. Totally. It's really hard when you're working on self-love and I'm beautiful the way that I am. And then the messaging from society is like the opposite or mm-hmm. someone that you think is beautiful and great is like on this diet and losing all this weight. Right. What does that mean about me? Right. You know, I think it is hard to stay mm-hmm. in the self-love bubble when the outside world like, oh yeah 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 but I would never want to look like you or but I would never want to be a size 10 like whatever they like you know what I'm saying like it's it's hard to keep yeah um, in your groove when yeah. especially like girls message me that their family disapproves of their body or their friends or you know it's like their whole friend group mm-hmm. used to diet and be toxic so it's like now who are my friends going to be if mm-hmm. I want to have a healthy relationship with food it's really hard with the external pressures It is. I think I struggle on some days too, right? I talk about being CEO of confidence, but there are days where I see people that are much smaller than me that are talking so openly about like going on it. And like, I love that people can be open about it, but subconsciously goes into you like, well, then should I, am I supposed to take it? Like, why am I like, and it has been a struggle. I think you kind of go back into like your confidence can't be shaken of like, you're your own person. I'm not meant to be her. I'm not meant to be you. And that confidence comes more than just your gene size. And I think when people, it gets sticky when people on Ozempic are just chasing to be smaller and chasing that for happiness. Because quite honestly, I've been at a point where you do extreme things to be smaller and you still get to that point and you're not happy. Mm -hmm. You know, I have lost the weight. I have, you know, gone through really horrible eating patterns and over excessive working out to be smaller. And when I get there, I'm not fulfilled. So that scares me when people try to do that for that reason. Yeah. I come back to like peace is like the word I come back to. I'm just always like, you want peace. You want, you don't want to be like, you don't want to be 100 next pounds. You want peace. Like, yeah, I just kind of come back to like, what is my thing? And I think it is important for all of us to come up with our mottos and really get to know yourself so you can have that conversation. This episode of RealPod is sponsored by BetterHelp. I still feel like we're in the swing of the brand new year and it's exciting, but also it can cause us to get obsessed with how to change ourselves instead of just expanding on what we're already doing right. Maybe you finally organized that part of your home and then you want to tackle another, or maybe you're taking supplements in the morning and now you want to actually eat breakfast too. 
Therapy helps you find your strengths so you can ditch the extreme resolutions and make changes that really stick. And I am such a firm believer in this. I think we need to take baby steps. I think we need to be kind to ourselves, compassionate and patient with ourselves. And those are things that I have learned throughout my many years going to therapy. I've learned positive coping skills, how to set boundaries, how to be more vulnerable and have tough conversations with myself, but also people in my life. And it's really just empowered me to be the best version of myself. And you all probably know that if you've been listening to RealPod for a while, because I feel like therapy comes up in pretty much every episode. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and then get matched with a licensed therapist. And then you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So celebrate the progress you've already made and visit betterhelp.com realpod to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, better, H-E-L-P.com slash realpod, and you will get 10% off your first month. This episode is also sponsored by Heineken Zero Zero, which is an alcohol-free option to the original Heineken that you know and love. It has 100% the taste, but 0.0% alcohol. I love a beverage that has 0% alcohol. I feel like it's inclusive. It allows everyone to have an option. And the best part about it is if you're doing dry January or you're craving a drink, but you don't want the kind of side effects of the actual drink, you get the best of both worlds. So think about it like this. That means it's perfect for all the times where you would like a beer, but can't have the alcohol. So a work lunch with afternoon presentations, now you can. Giving up alcohol for dry January without actually giving up drinking, now you can. Post-workout drinks, Max is kind of into that, and now he can with Heineken Zero Zero. Especially if you're going out for like a Friday night, Saturday night thing, but you want to be up and at them on that weekend morning, Heineken Zero Zero is perfect for that. It has 100% the taste, 0.0% alcohol, and you can click the link in the show notes to buy now. You must be 21 years of age and older to purchase. Please enjoy Heineken responsibly and head to the link in the show notes to get your Heineken Zero Zero now. It has 100% the taste, but 0.0% alcohol. And the best part about it is if you're doing dry January, you get the best of both worlds. Now you can with Heineken Zero Zero. Remember, you must be 21 years of age and older to purchase and make sure to enjoy Heineken responsibly. Enjoy. Speaking of rejection and, you know, the external validation and all those things, I think it really relates to dating and trying to find that life partner and you're one of my friends who isn't in a relationship, but I feel like you have a really healthy approach to trusting the timing of that again mm -hmm. and not making it like this thing that you feel like you can't live your life until you find your soulmate. And I do mm -hmm. think there are women who feel, you know, like I'm at a certain age or my clock, I need to find this person and then settle and aren't happy. So how do you approach the dating lens when you go on a date and it doesn't work out with a guy or he goes you or you goes him? Like, and not take that personally and let that make you sad. I think for me, it's like I knowing my person's out there and that person will be out there and I have peace kind of knowing that. And also just trusting the timing is, again, a big thing to do. I have been more open to dating more than ever before, like in the last six months. And I have been putting myself out there and on some dating apps and like really trying to be, you know, out there. I think with it, too, is I have a different approach before I put so much pressure around dating and pressure around 
well, this needs to be like this. And then what happens and who's going to follow up and how quickly and whatever. And can I see my life with that person? I start to over spiral almost on like a His date. name with mine. <laughs> no, literally. And like we've all been there. But it's like when you stop putting so much pressure on a date, when you stop putting so much pressure on dating and you're just like, I'm just living. I'm just doing what feels right. I'm going on a di- dinner with a friend. I go to dinner with friends all the time. Why can't I just go to dinner with this person as a friend? Why do I always have to overcomplicate it? Like just go. If you don't like them, great. If you do, great. Just keep talking. It doesn't matter. Like stop putting so much emphasis on like, is this my person or not? Just go with the flow. You know, date around. I also like to see what I like, what I don't like. It really is knowledge. Like I used to be so against a roster and against texting all these people because one, I don't have time and two, I don't care. But three, I started to look at it like, oh, well, if I actually did make time for that, I would see that well, Joe did this, but then Matt didn't do that. And I actually liked when Matt did that. Like, I okay, great. So I need someone that does X. Well, then this person did this. And I kind of feel like I thought I could date someone in that industry, but I feel like I need someone that does this, like, you know, in this industry. Like you start to see like non-negotiables, things that you like and don't like. So that's a different approach that I've been doing with dating. That helps a lot. How do we get you to be the bachelorette? Like producers holler at your girl. <laughs> like they never had a curvy would, girl. Oh my gosh, wait. That would be the Break best the internet. season of The Bachelorette ever. No, literally. And I would get to come on like at the last episode to be like that friend that gets to have that conversation with you. A hundred percent. Tell me about your final three. Yeah. And totally. we're sipping tea with a biscuit. Literally. I'm like, so John is so cute, but this is my thing with him. I know. I know. Like no dating shows. And that's what I've been like trying to tap into a little bit and like shake up some producers I've had conversations with and just be like, what are you guys doing? Like I've talked to a few. It, it is like not okay. There's None no curve representation. No, and not of and not God forbid the Bachelorette, the main girl, but even the contestant girls, <laughs> even the girls on the Bachelor aren't even curvy or like bigger than a size whatever, six, like eight to ten. So yeah. it's like it is discouraging. And I think for a lot of people, the, the advertised woman is a size fourteen. Why is the advertised woman not being represented in media and TV? So true. I didn't even know that. Advertised woman is size fourteen in the U.S. You know, I rewatched The Devil Wears Prada on a flight recently. Have you seen it recently? Icon- iconic. I need to watch it again. It's iconic. So watch it again. One it's of my favorite such movies. A good movie. Yep. But now in twenty twenty four, I'm I was picking up all these like lines that are just literally like they're try they try to pass Anne Hathaway off as a quote fat girl. Mm-hmm. They call her that like twice, and then she says she's a six. Okay she's not a six and they're like right. and you need to be a zero to two and it's like she, and they're already mm-hmm. having a two four in the role like so it's just watching it nowadays you're, like it all is. the body image stuff is like insane we'll seeing all the america's next top model and like all those videos those are like, no wonder we all have issues gnarly gnarly like your hips are too big love like like you'll never be a model sweetie like you need to be thinner like they would just be so straight yeah. up like that that was so so wrong. You know, I used to want to have a podcast with Natalie when I was a freshman in college because I was like, I was interning for Kelty Knight and she had the lady gang already. She was like, so before the podcast time. And I was yeah. like, I want to do a podcast. But Natalie was in a different state and Zoom wasn't a thing. So I thought we couldn't do it. In hindsight, I am so glad we never did it because I was so in a different wrong place with myself and my body. Like I would have been like preaching, like, mm-hmm. here's what I'm doing for my summer beach body because like, that's what that's what I lived in. Like hundred percent. I can't imagine how Tyra Banks feels like watching. No, the, I the know. Videos. I know. But that goes back into timing too. Thinking that you wanted to do that and that you like so could do this right now with Natalie and like looking back, being like, thank God I didn't have that then. True. You know. True. It goes back into like thinking you're ready for something when maybe the timing's not right. True. Just a side. Just a side note. True. It also is like so hard to grow. Like we are. We're young. Like 
we have so much that we're going to do and learn. And, and it is this weird pressure to be like growing on the internet, you know? Mm-hmm. You can only hope like people realize you're human. It's hard. And I think going back into body image though, that I think fr- like people might find value from this too. And I always say, watch your environment and your friends. Going back into like friends and like going through hard times around your body. Did you ever have friends that would like, like when you would hang out with them, you just talk about your bodies or like look in the mirror and like wish that you guys were smaller or like talk about like jean sizes or like that you couldn't do something in high school or like a prom, whatever, unless you were X amount, like a small, like just thinking about that's kind of a random question, but it made me think of something that I overheard at a dinner one day. Did you ever go through that with friends? Totally. I cringe thinking about the conversations I would have as early as middle school, like, yeah. you know, talking about how I wasn't thin enough, making someone feel bad about their body. Right. Because it's all I saw in media. It's all I knew was like, we need to be skinny. And if you're not really skinny, then there's a problem. And like, so what's wrong with me talking about the problem? Like, I I hate it. And then I'm like, Mm -hmm. I was also 11 and I didn't, I didn't know like Mm -hmm. that I was projecting the, the fact that I would cry and feel so embarrassed and that my brothers would call me fat and lard and grab my stomach, like as brothers do, whatever. Like, you know, you mm-hmm. and then I I also feel like the reason that I'm really sensitive about Max not making comments about what I eat is because I feel like, you know, I always felt like am I being judged for the size of my plate or if I go get another snack in front mm-hmm. of my whole family, are they going to be like, why are you eating again? Like, mm-hmm. you know, so all that stuff, it affects you. <laughs> totally. I remember being in Fashion Week recently in September and I was overhearing a conversation at dinner and it was these girls that were younger. I don't know how old, maybe whatever in high school. And they were sitting at a table next to me and I just couldn't help but hear that because they were talking loudly right next to me. The whole conversation was about how they want to be smaller. Like I'm 120, but I want to get back down to like 110. And like I was 110 last last year. So like I don't know what happened. This like and it just like broke my heart. Mm. And I just was listening to it. And I just like honestly like couldn't even eat. Like I just was so sad. I know and you want to say something, right? So bad. But it just (laughs) made me think about like I'm so glad at what I do and I and I don't take that lightly in that role lightly but it also shows how much like farther and more we need to do right it's not like, like we're not still, anywhere near there's done. still issues I was shopping at a store over Christmas and there was this mom and this daughter and I just kept hearing the mom say things like she was like I think I'm gonna grab this she's like you're no longer a six you need the eight like she was just like oh, kind of like sassily being short and then the girl came out in the outfit she's like it's like really tight and I wanted to be like I'm a 10 and it looks great like I wanted to say something but like you can't like that's their relationship. But I'm right. like, I don't know. I just felt so bad watching this mom like kind of like passively make her daughter feel bad that she needed bigger sizes. Like it's just it's sad. It is really sad. And like overhearing it and just feeling like we just hold so much importance and so much energy on our bodies. Mm-hmm. Like truly think about it. Like it's wild. OK, I want to talk about like feeling sexy in your skin mm-hmm. because I think, you know, I'm on this sexy journey and I think it's been going well and I've been really embracing my body more. Yes, queen. So how do you like do that? How do you approach that? And people would maybe look at your Instagram and, you know, you're in bikinis and you're in lingerie and like you really are loving your body and like your body is a part of your aura, which is a great thing. So Mm -hmm. how do you like merge those without putting too much emphasis Mm -hmm. on the appearance? That's a good question. Like I said, being in the modeling industry, it is superficial. You can't run from it. It's down to like your measurements, your hips, your body, your bust, your waist, like quite literally. 
And there is something to be said about feeling beautiful and sexy in your skin and wanting to show and embody that. But then there's another side of me that like shows the importance of my voice and going on podcasts every month and doing interviews and doing things like this where I can use my voice that I have inside me that I think is much more powerful than my body will ever be. I think being sexy is not just what my body looks like. It's not just because I'm a 14 and curvy and voluptuous or whatever you want to like describe my body to be. It is a mindset. Like it quite literally is a mindset, how I carry myself, the energy when I walk into a door. Like that to me is sexy. Like being about my business, being like a boss, like that is sexy. Like it's, you may look at me and think my sexy and my sexy appeal comes from the way I look of my body. It's not. Like maybe Mm. that has like something to do with it. And it's a factor, of course, to be like curvy because like automatically like society deems you to be more like provocative and whatever when you have curves. But the sexiness truly comes from an energy and an aura and like how you walk, how you talk, how you like address conversations, how you enter a room, like the eyes, the gaze, like that is what's sexy. I feel like you just gave me like a mental unlock. What is it? That I feel like this sounds so silly to just be realizing, but that the sexiness is the inside feeling. Like I should be mm-hmm. able to close my eyes naked and feel sexy, not look in the mirror and feel sexy. Mm-hmm. And I think I've been like confused because I've been like, I got to look at my body in the laundry. I got to look at my body in this bikini photo. And it's not that. It's exude the sexy energy that flows the confidence through your body. And like you should feel sexy Truly. with your eyes closed is like, w- would you say what you're trying to say? Yes. And it's an energy. Like I said, like, it's not even like, did I feel sexier at the Golden Globes or yesterday at the gym? Probably yesterday at the gym. (laughs) Like, I'm not even kidding. Like, because I felt like powerful. I like wear my cute outfits and like, I feel like empowered. I feel like sexy. I feel like so ready to take on the world. That's sexy. Like, it's not like the glam and the makeup and the hair. Like, of course, that makes you feel good on an outer perspective. But I'm really, really talking that like the energy that I carry, whether you want to call it sexy or confidence, it is internal. And that's what people miss the mark on almost every time when they meet me or see my page because they think it's just how I look. If I were to, in a crazy world, whatever, let's say, hypothetically, were to lose 50 pounds and maybe I was a smaller build, I would still be super sexy even if I like (laughs) lost my curves and whatever because that's how I carry myself. I would still feel, not be, that's aggressive, still feel sexy, sorry. But then let's say if I gained weight, like I know that like that comes from within. Okay, how do we channel the energy? What are a few quick things that we could try this week or I can try as well, asking for myself (laughs) and everyone. Myself and I, asking for a friend, me. Okay, you gotta like visualize it, right? So like you said, you're closing your eyes. You're really seeing yourself down to like the skin, like who you are, like the soul of who you are. Like you see that, you feel that and like you're content with who you are. Then it's like maybe you're putting on music that makes you feel good. And like it's like every morning and you're like putting on this music and you're setting the tone for the day. You're setting the vibes for the day. Maybe you're doing your affirmations and you exude this like bad bitch know your worth confidence, which then leads to like a sexy aura. But like it's that bad bitch confidence of like knowing your worth, getting after what you want, like putting boundaries is sexy, like using your voice is sexy, telling someone no is sexy, like mm-hmm. like going against the grain is sexy. Like going against what you've been told your whole life is right and doing the opposite is sexy. Like Mm. challenging yourself, taking a risk, moving to LA when like whatever, that was sexy. Like I just changed my perspective on what that is, you know? So it's like, take the risk, be bold today. Like do something crazy. Try a new coffee shop, be mysterious today. Like that's sexy. Like try a new outfit that you wouldn't really wear and like go take yourself on a solo lunch date instead of the bar and be freaking mysterious because that's sexy. Like, 
walk into a room and make eye contact with maybe someone you find cute or just someone and like smile with your eyes at them and like feel just like empowered with the aura and the being of who you are. Mm -hmm. Like that's hot. How did you just rattle that? all those off? I don't know. Well, you were just like, you were overtaken by the sex I was literally overtaken. I love how none of that had anything to do with how a person looks. 100%. Which is the opposite of what we've always been told about sexy. 100%. So, anyways, I'm going to clip that. That's my alarm every morning. Period. I love you. I'm, I'm so, so lucky to have you in my life. I love you so much. Bestest friend and girl. Can you ask? I love you. Thanks for counting you. On. Love you. Love you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of RealPod. If this hit home or helped you in some way, send it to a friend, a teammate, roomie, share the love, share the realness. New episodes of RealPod come out every single Wednesday. So make sure you are subscribed to this podcast so you never miss an episode. To leave a rating or review of the show, head to iTunes and let me know what you think. I love hearing from you. Not to mention, you can stay connected with RealPod throughout the week, seeing behind the scenes info and sneak previews of upcoming guests by following the at RealPod account on Instagram. All information about today's show and guests will be linked in the description of this episode. Thanks again for listening. I love you guys so, so much. Let's go dominate the day. And as always, keep it real. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.